What's up, guys? This is the podcast for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, OakRidgeFord.com. I'm Norm, along with Mike, the Maple Leafs, splitting on the weekend, beating the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa, and then losing in Buffalo. That was an ugly loss, Mike. I know they scored to tie it in the third, and then all hell broke loose, and the Maple Leafs lose again to the Sabres. And I know the fans are feeling like a bunch of losers right now because they just don't know which way this team is going. Yeah, especially the fans who came down um, the QEW, and I think it was like 95% Leaf fans, 5% Sabres fans, and all I can do is to the fans out there just to warn them, don't come because they lose every time they come to Buffalo. The the Leafs just don't show up. Historically, traditionally, it's a waste of your time and money. You may get some good chicken wings, but you're not going to see a Leaf victory. And that that was the case yesterday, and I know it was three games and four nights. And, you know, Sheldon Keefe after the game was – very pointed in his commentary that, you know, it's always something different with this team. It's like sometimes it's defensive giveaways. Sometimes it's, you know, neutral zone uh, situations. Sometimes it's fatigue, but there's always something in la- And last night they really didn't play well in the first two periods. Uh, they were outshot. I think it was 28 to 11 and they were only down two to one and then tie up the game. And then, a penalty to Jake Muzzin and it's three goals in a minute and 31 and there's your ball game. And it, it continues to be the situation normally where this team goes into vapor lock at certain points. They give up a goal, they mm-hmm. lose composure, and then they open their eyes a minute later and they've given up three. And that is a recipe for disaster and they're going to have to find a way to get past it and recover in some of these games to get points for the deadline. This is the Leafs Convo podcast for Oak Ridge Ford, 0% financing right now up to 60 months. The finance rates are just so low on 2020 models. Mike, the Leafs just didn't look good from start to finish. They fell behind and played from behind and then just fell apart in the third period. Some would say it has to do with a lot of activity happening in a short period of time. I would say that this team really should be trying to find another gear right now as the trade deadline looms and then beyond that, the race towards the playoffs. So what is the problem here, Mike, despite all of the great players that this team has up front? Mm -hmm. Is this team just pound for pound not ready for prime time? Because you'd think if it were this is the kind of game that they would go in and make some noise in. The, the two games on the weekend, and I thought they were pretty dominant against the uh, Ottawa Senators on Saturday, but then, you know, they outclassed that team. They're up 3 nothing. They changed their goaltender. They bring in Craig Anderson. He makes 14 straight saves. They can't get the uh, extra goal to put them away until Marner scores the empty netter late in regulation, and they allow Ottawa to climb to within 3-2. Again, it's that third-period situation where they just can't put the opponent away, and when they try to play more of a strict defensive game, they're not good at it, so they inevitably allow the team to climb in. On on Sunday, they were, you know, Sheldon Keefe said after the game, they didn't have any energy, and he knew that about 10 minutes into the first period, and he was sort of stymied and shocked that they were actually in the game in the third when Zach Hyman tied it at 2-2. But they really didn't have any gas. Uh, They were completely dependent on Frederick Anderson Anderson to keep them in the game. And then that goal by Eichel, um, I think the the 
the blue the air was out let out of the balloon and that was their excuse to to lay down and lose and i i i, I mean that's sort of harsh and but the thing is that keith was harsh after the game his you know he looked at the fact that they've had a lot of injuries their depth players are not um, giving what he thinks that they need from them to sort of support the star players. Um, you know, they got saves last night from Anderson, but sometimes they're not getting saves from the goaltenders. That's been less so since they got Campbell and Anderson has come back. But it's always something different, and it's just sort of a sign of a team that is not ready for prime time. And right now they don't look ready for prime time. Are we headed for a – a showdown between Anderson and Campbell fans are already yeah. feeding off of Campbell's good performance and, and making him out to be a potential unseater here of the number one. I believe Freddie Anderson is the number one and Jack Campbell is the backup one a at times, but could we see a situation here if this team's play is inconsistent where it is Anderson, Campbell, Anderson, Campbell, and potentially getting to a point where Sheldon Keefe is going to ride the hot hand. I mean, it's possible that Anderson and Campbell will split the home and home with the Penguins this week in Pittsburgh on Tuesday in Toronto on Thursday, but there is a game in between. And normally that means Anderson would start or day in between that normally means that Anderson would start both games. I don't think Freddie Anderson's the problem here. I thought he kept the Leafs in the game. He, he made a number of good saves in the first and second period it's really tough when, you know, your team <clears throat> sort of loses the concept of team defense and makes certain pro certain passes and certain plays that just boggle the mind and he's left uh, left hanging. I mean, the the breakdown on the Opozo goal down uh, that put him down 4-2 where Neander waves at the puck, Alex Kerfoot gets burned by Opozo and then Sandin uh, you know, makes Opposo look like Gilbert Perro on that goal. Uh, I mean, it's it's it, you know you you can't you can't make it up, and that was just a, a complete breakdown defensively. So, I mean, when Anderson lets in a easy goal, he is open for criticism. But it really you know, and and there was a stretch there while it, that he did it. I, you know, Campbell has played well, but there is no goaltending controversy. The number one is Freddie Anderson, and it, they will sink or swim based on what Anderson does over the last seven weeks. Yeah, if he's in a slump or hurt, then Campbell's the guy you go to, but he's paid to be the number one, the same way Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are paid to produce at the level they do. This is the Leafs Combo Podcast. OGs, Converse, thank you so much for all of your support. Make sure to like and subscribe to the project on YouTube if you haven't done so already. Vote in community. Tell your friends about what we're doing here. The Leafs Combo is heard on all of your favorite podcast platforms and, of course, right here, the headquarters, YouTube. Mike, the trade deadline is fast approaching, mm -hmm. like just days away. Do the Leafs really need to make a trade to do something? And are there any guarantees that a trade of uh, substance is going to right the ship or propel this team to another level and get it to the level of Tampa and Boston? Or do you think it's not a sell-off, but maybe Kyle Dubas just stays the course and starts to plan for another retool in the offseason? And I'm not shooting down what's ahead by any means. But clearly, the eye test and the stats prove that this team is not ready for prime time. We've said it. You've said it. I've said it. Unless, you know, they catch lightning in a bottle. But as of right now, does it make – 
Is it prudent to go out and move people, even though there's some cap space available right now due to injury, mm-hmm. to move people and bring someone back, uh, you know, of, of high pedigree to try to take a run at this thing? If there's a deal out there for a defenseman with term on his contract, and it means trading a Caspery Kapanen, I, I, somebody like that, I think Dubas would be amenable to it. I'm not sure. He, you know, he has said in the last few weeks that you know the team and the way that they're playing will determine you know the course of action. Um, you know, we know that they're not defensively. We know they're not getting uh, Riley back until mid to late March. We know that they're probably not getting CC back. You know, right now they have two rookies playing on the bottom pairing, and I think they've played okay. But you know, I, I think they, in a perfect world, they didn't want to have Lilligren and Sandin playing. Um, you know, 14, 15 minutes in the NHL. They wanted him playing 20 to 25 minutes in the AHL. But, you know, that's that's the reality of the situation. I don't know whether right now a deal for a rental, which might not cost them much. I mean, there's a lot of rental defensemen out there that might be upgrades and help them add a, a, you know, a veteran body. Uh, I don't know if that's going to make a big difference. I just know that, you know, Florida – is probably going to make a move. Um, other teams like Columbus and Philadelphia and Carolina who are in the wild card race, they're going to make moves. If it's cost effective for Dubas, I think he'll make a, a, a move to acquire something as a rental because he's got the cap space. And if it doesn't cost him a ton, then it, it, it's, you know, why not? I think it's positive for this team to get into the playoffs, even though at this point, I don't think they have a chance in hell of beating Boston or of beating Tampa Bay, but it is better to be in than to not be in. But do I think that there is that deal to get the Matt Dumba or get a, you know, a defenseman as a long-term solution? No. And the question I have though is, you know, would they entertain the idea of trading a Tyson Berry, a, a guy who I don't think is going to be back by the, uh, next year or, you know, CC's hurt. They're you know, reportedly going to sign Muzzin to an extension. Will they trade Barry as a rental and get some of those young assets back? And that would maybe be tantamount to admitting that they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they want to do that. But if they get something that helps them long term, would, would Dubas do that? That's the big question. I think it was Greg Millen doing color for the Hockey Night in Canada game. Leafs Sabres OGs. Oh, if I'm wrong, you can correct me. It was. I saw him and in at the and, and at the Towards the end of the broadcast, he's like, well, the Leafs didn't do well tonight. But, hey, Igor Korshkov scored. So, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, I guess little little victories. Little victories, first goal in his first NHL game. And I, I think he's got a future. Um, I think he could be a full-time Leaf next year. He's got the size. He's got the ability. Um, he uh, There's still questions of durability. He, he was out for – a significant period with the Marlies and he's had injury problems in the KHL, but you know, they, they, they need options. And like I said, Sheldon Keefe talked about the depth of the organization and the problems with the depth players, the bottom six, really not contributing much that all the weight right now is on the Tavares and the Marners and Matthews and Nylander. And they need secondary scoring from the bottom six and from their defense to help sort of push things along. And when everything is on Matthews, and those guys, that core of guys, um, you know, if the team shuts those players down, then the Leafs don't really provide too much. So, you know, they, they really need 
supplemental secondary scoring to kick in. And I think it will. I think people are just, you know, struggling right now. But it's a question. I mean, right now, it's a flip of a coin whether they make the playoffs or miss the playoffs. And there's no rest for the weary, Mike. Pittsburgh on the docket for the next two games against the Maple Leafs. The Penguins have won two in a row. They're among the top teams in the Metropolitan in the East. And dare I say, a contender to win another Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. How do the Maple Leafs go into that adversity? Or maybe they surprise us. Well, it's going to be a tough task with, you know, Crosby back and Malkin, and they added Jason Zucker in the deal with Minnesota. Um, I mean, this is a tough team. They have two good goalies in Murray and Jari. Uh, probably, you know, you probably could see them split the split the two games. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough task. I mean, the, the Leafs are going to have to get that kind of effort throughout the lineup. I, I don't think you can depend on one or two players to carry a, a – a, past a, an experienced Pittsburgh team that's probably going to be in the run for a Stanley Cup along with Washington, Tampa, and Boston in the East. So tough task, but they're at least going to have to split. And right now, they you know, Florida has two games in hand on them. They're four points behind. Uh, Florida plays in San Jose tonight. You know, the, the, the Leafs are in a, in a precarious spot, and all what they basically have to do is just keep winning games. Keep winning. They have to start winning. Mike on a consistent basis and go on a run. That would be nice. A lot of fans think it's still in them to give Mike, have a good one, buddy. Thanks. Norm.